0: This is Judith Lay welcoming you to Manx Radio and to the podcast of this week's edition of At Your Service. This week, we had Shrove Tuesday, when, like me, you might have enjoyed some pancakes, and that was followed by Ash Wednesday, the start of six weeks of preparation for the great feast of Easter, the death and rising to new life of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the belief that's at the very centre of the Christian faith. But what does all this mean, and what can something that has its roots in ancient times have to say to us today? With words from Patrick Woodward and music from Geraldine Latte, let's take a deeper look.
1: Giving it all to-
2: Lent was something that started really in the early church. Just as Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness where he was fasting before he started his ministry, the idea was it was the final time of preparation for the people who were preparing to become Christians to be baptised at Easter, spent the final 40 days in their idea of, of giving things up, their, their desert. Give Shrove Tuesday, shrove uh, meaning shrive, to to get rid of sins, to to repent. It was also a time when the day before uh, Lent started, of course, you cleared out your cupboards of all the rich fare that you had left, and what better to make them pancakes. So you fried up your pancakes and you had a big feast before the austerity of Lent kicked in, because, of course, Lent starts on Ash Wednesday, and that 40-day period where people traditionally gave things up And on Ash Wednesday, at the beginning of Lent, you were marked with the sign of the cross in ash on your forehead. And it still happens a lot in the Orthodox tradition, the Roman Catholic tradition, and a lot of the Anglican traditions as well. People on Ash Wednesday will meet together. The palm crosses from the year before will have been burnt and turned into ash. And the ash will be marked on the foreheads of the people in church. Uh, To dust you are, to dust you will return. Uh, Turn away from your sins and turn to Christ. originally of course because Jesus went into the desert for 40 days he fasted, didn't eat, didn't drink for 40 days. So the idea was that Jesus gave things up for this period of time. Lent is an echo of that, therefore we give things up, that' getting in the way of our discipleship, of our following God. So traditionally, Lent has been a time for giving things up. It's also a time for taking things on, though, as well. In one sense, it's quite easy to give up tea or coffee and just be grumpy and just have caffeine withdrawal symptoms. But what about taking something on? What about going to a Lent group? What about reading a particular book? What about praying for somebody particularly, something that you actually take on during the period of Lent? Because one of the things that Lent is about it 's about spring cleaning our lives and it 's asking what are the patterns that we 're setting how we 're loving how we 're using our money how we 're using our time and our talents? Are we doing that in the way that God wants us to do it, and if we need to give things up, maybe we do, but also maybe we need to take things on. not a miserable time it's not a time for self-recrimination but it's a time for repentance and it's a time for getting ourselves straight with God this idea of spring cleaning is quite a helpful one spring cleaning can be a lot of hard work and it can be a bit of a sweat but hey do you feel better when you've done it and so with our lives we need a chance to spring clean our lives for God <laughs>
0: If you'd like to follow Patrick Woodward's suggestion of taking up something over these next weeks, there's a few suggestions on today's program. The first is a Lent group starting tomorrow with weekly meetings in person and a series of daily reflections that you can follow online. It's called Knowing Jesus and quite simply encourages us to get to know Jesus better. Each online daily reflection offers a picture, a short Bible reading, some music, and something to think about. The meetings, where everyone is most welcome, will be each Monday morning at Tydervey, our retreat house, Ballawattleworth House, on Tinwald Road in Peel, from ten until half past eleven. And they'll be led by Reverend Dr. Janet Corlett and the Tide of A team. And then again each Monday evening in Sandy Gate Methodist Chapel from seven until half past eight, when the leader will again be Reverend Janet. To find the online course, go to www.onlineprayer.net and that'll take you to the home page. Scroll down to the box marked Knowing Jesus and you're there and there'll be an invitation to another very different Lent group when we meet my next guest, who is Reverend Johanna Smart. Jo and her husband Andy came to the island in September 2022. They live in Peel, and Jo looks after a number of Methodist churches in the west of the island and in Douglas. But how could this have happened when her burning desire as a young girl was to be a dancer? Well, let's get the full story firsthand as I welcome Joe to the programme. Thank you and thank you for inviting me. Let's talk about early days. When you were growing up, did you grow up in a
3: faith-filled household? Yes, I grew up in a little place called Wembury in Devon and attended the Anglican Church and it was a beautiful church which was right on the cliff face, looked over the sea. My grandparents were a great influence on my life as well and um, my grandmother was one who was always gently encouraged encouraging me from a distance because she lived quite a way away from us. But she would always send me uh, words of scripture and passages to help me throughout my life. Those I would find really, really helpful and particularly the ones which I always hold on to. Ones from Proverbs, which is, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And the other one really sort of finds its influence from the Bible, but are the words of Minnie Haskins and I stood at the gate of the year. And those have helped me in difficult times when I've been working out, well, where exactly is God leading me? Thinking of putting my hand into the hand of God and knowing that that is better than a known way and safer than light. That's always been very encouraging to me. Wonderful words to give to a young person. Mm. Now, you're ordained in the Methodist Church,
0: Mm. but your natural gifts as a young person would not have pointed
3: towards ordination, would they, Jo? No, that's right. I loved dancing and would dance around the house at home, which my mum would delight in. And she encouraged me to go along to the local dancing school in the village and learnt how to do ballet, modern and tap. And it wasn't until a lot later that I felt that I wanted to... explore that further and so i went off to dancing school and because of the age i was at it was a contemporary dance school I got in at the Northern Contemporary Dance School in Leeds and had an amazing experience but unfortunately due to problems with my knees, I had to actually pull out of that after doing the first year of the course because I was told that I would be crippled by the time I was 30 if I pursued it at the level I was doing it. Now I only wanted to dance, I didn't want to sort of teach or choreograph or anything like that and a dancer's career is quite short-lived so this prospect of that meant that I needed to Stopped doing that. I was actually trained in, as an accountant, so I went back into the accountancy after that. It was very hard because it was something that I absolutely loved doing. But when I look back, I see where God was working within all of that. You know, after stopping at Leeds, came back home, met my husband, we moved to Ivybridge and had our two boys. God obviously took a different angle and used part of what I had been involved in before to take me on my next journey. And so actually I sort of saw it as a a learning point, a building block, if you like, as to what God had in store for me later on in life. So whilst
0: you were raising your young sons, Mm -hmm. where was your church life? Were you still involved in life
3: in the Anglican Church? Yes. The village that we lived in was a place called Ivy Bridge in Devon. And we attended the Anglican church there. And whilst I was there, they found out that I used to do dance and then asked if I would do some dance in church. And this was a completely new angle for me. I didn't really even think of doing anything like that. And so I... Was invited to dance to a particular piece of music, which was called Colours of Salvation, and also to use flags, which I'd never done anything with flags at all. So that was a whole new experience. They did arm me with a nice book to explain how to do it, <laughs> which was very helpful. But they didn't give me any flags at that time, so I had to use a tea towel <laughs> and try and work it out. But from that, the churches in Ivybridge worked very acumenically together. And we would do a lot of work for doing things like praise in the park or celebrating big events together. And they would normally ask, would I help out with doing some dance? So that's how I got more involved with the different churches within the area. The Methodist Church then asked if I would help out with a Rob Frost initiative that was happening And I didn't really know who Rob Frost was, so I didn't really know what I was getting myself involved in and really hoped that it would just be in the local church hall. But I ended up being taken up to London to learn the dances, and then come back and be the Southwest Dance Coordinator for Here and Now. And that was a great experience and a, a great way into thinking, actually, how can my gift of dance be used as outreach and what else can we do? And it did actually go on from there because the group of people that we were involved in with the dance and the uh, Rob Frost here and now wanted to stay together and do more things. So we used dance, drama and music and the arts to explore outreach within the local area. And you know I think about our journey with God and our learning with God and walking with God is involving our our body, mind and spirit and really thinking about God has created each and every one of us in a glorious way and our bodies can move to the abilities that God has created them. It's a completely different way from when I was doing performance on stage. Movement for me and dance in worship is more about an expression from within, a prayer from right from the centre of your body that comes out and expresses itself in the way of movement. So a different way of looking at dance. So therefore, it's open to all people because we can all move. We all walk in one way or another or we move with our arms or we move our head, whatever abilities we have. It's using that as another way of sort of worshipping God. When I was in Ivy Bridge, I worked with a beautiful school called Dame Hannah Rogers, which is for severely disabled people. And that was such a blessing for me to actually be able to engage with those people because they were so beautiful their spirits came out and just praised God in the way that they moved and that can just be from whether that is a smile on the face or it is a movement of the leg or a flick of the eyes or anything like that that connection that we can all have in one way or another with God is just something so precious.
0: Joe you've chosen some music for us today and we're going to
3: just take a little break and listen to the first piece one of the pieces i've picked is oceans it speaks very much to me because i'm very reminded of peter getting out of the boat and that desire to want to be with jesus and do the best for jesus but not always getting it right and that stepping out onto the water when it can feel very frightening and what is going to actually happen. But realising that if we keep our focus on Jesus, then it will all work out. When we start to look at ourselves and our own abilities, then things start to go a little bit wrong. And I found that if if I can keep my focus on God, keep my focus and my sights on Jesus, then things will start to go in the direction they're meant to. It doesn't mean that there won't be problems, but there will be things that I can build on. Whereas if I make it all about myself, then that's where it's all going to go a bit wrong and I'm going to sink.
1: (laughs)
0: My guest this morning is Methodist Minister, Reverend Jo Smart, who's based in Peel and who's just been telling us about her upbringing in the Anglican Church in Devon and using her skills in dance to lead people to a deeper awareness of God within them. So how do we now find her ordained
3: in the Methodist Church? Although I was doing a lot with the church and using my gift of dance, I felt that God was calling me to something more. And I wasn't quite sure what that actually looked like. So I went to a course which was about gifts and callings. And whilst I was there, several people said, have you thought about exploring ministry and um, becoming a local preacher? And I had sort of thought about it, but had brushed it off as, no, that can't be right. But actually, when they had mentioned it, I thought, well... OK, I'll explore it. I'll push the doors and see what happens. And so I did. I approached my superintendent and spoke to him about this idea of feeling called to become a local preacher. And he was fabulous. Beforehand, I must actually say is that with the Anglican Church, I had done some of the readers courses because I just wanted to learn as much as I could. So that was really helpful as well. I started with the local preaching, felt very nervous about it all. But again, the words from my grandmother came to me you know, trust in the Lord and putting your hand into the hand of God was always what ran through my head before each service. By the time I got to finishing the local preacher, My superintendent said, I feel that you should go forward for ordained ministry. And that was something that I really didn't feel that was what I was looking for. But it was after a few times that he'd mentioned that, and I can picture exactly where I was, that he came over to the house, visited myself and my husband, Andy, and he said to me, So, Joe, what about me putting your name forward for ordained ministry? And I said, Yes. And as soon as I said it, I thought, where on earth did that come from? But I felt, okay. if this is really what you want, God, then you will make that path clear. But actually, if it's not what i meant to be doing, then you will shut those doors and you will lead me as to where I'm meant to be going then. And actually, it was quite freeing to think of that because everything was not about me. It was about what God wanted. Once and therefore, I just needed to rest in his arms, if you like, and journey with him.
0: Lent has often been traditionally about a time of giving up things, but more and more we're encouraged to perhaps take up something. So you're offering a course. Tell us about it, Joe.
3: OK, so it's actually called Moving Through the Bible in Lent, and it's really taking a Bible passage, having a, an explore about that passage, but then doing some gentle movement to pieces of music that are picked to accompany that Bible passage, and then going through a, a relaxation before a guided meditation on that particular passage. So it really tries to incorporate body, mind and spirit, thinking of the whole as we come before God. And so the passages will link very much to five different characters because it's over five weeks. Those people that were with Jesus during Holy Week, and we will place ourselves within that story and think about how would we have reacted, how would we have felt. So the movement is very gentle movement, a bit like a mantra where we repeat the movement several times over. It's all done to your own ability. It can be done sat on a chair, whatever abilities you've got. Or even if you just want to come and just listen to the piece of music that's being played. You know, God has wonderfully and marvelously created each and every one of us. And therefore, it's not about perfection, but it's to do with just celebrating who we are and the abilities that we have before God. So when is this starting, Job? Starting on Tuesday the 20th, and it's at Peel Methodist Chapel. And it's from seven o'clock till half past eight. Anybody who's coming along, just come in comfortable clothing so that you can move around and you're comfortable. I do also suggest that bring a sleeping bag or a blanket and that is basically for when we are having our meditations. We're sat for a while, having a sleeping bag or something you can throw around you is just an added bonus. Now, you say this is over five weeks.
0: Suppose I can't make all of the five. Is it okay to just come for the ones that I can manage?
3: Absolutely, yes. Come for whatever ones you want to come along to. That is fine. Happy for people to dip in, dip out. That's not a problem. And it's open to all. Even though it's in the Methodist Church, it's open to anybody that would like to come along. And is there a charge for it? No, donations if people would like to give something just to cover the heating cost and so forth, but it's totally free for people. And hopefully this particular course would give people that opportunity to just stop. You know, we're all very busy people and life can feel a bit like you're on a a wheel, sort of just keep going round and round. and, And sometimes we do need those opportunities to just stop and reconnect with God. And, you know, I hope that this will provide one opportunity for people to do just that.
0: Jo, thank you very much. And we're going to finish now with some more music that you've chosen for us.
3: Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here with you, Judith. And the piece of music is called Breathe. This is the air I breathe. God is there amongst us. He breathed life into us.
1: See
0: Thank you to my special guest this morning, Reverend Joe Smart, who's based in Peel, caring for the Methodist churches in the West and in Douglas. Joe chose our music today, Oceans, Where Feet May Fail, and this, Breathe, featuring Catherine Scott. And Moving Through the Bible starts this Tuesday the 20th at 7 o'clock in Peel Methodist Chapel, with a warm welcome for all. And now let's take a look at the rest of our notice board, starting with services today. And there's a safari evensong in Balaf this afternoon at half past three. Whilst the cathedral is closed for building works, the choir are singing evensong at different churches around the island. And this afternoon, they'll bring this peaceful, prayerful service of evensong with beautiful music from the cathedral choristers to the parish church in Balaf. There's a warm welcome for all and homemade cake and hot drinks after the service. Tonight, Dolby Church have their time of Taze worship, a quiet, reflective time to pause and ponder on our pilgrimage of Lent. Everyone's very welcome. It starts tonight at half past six with tea and cake after the service. Also this evening, there's a mariner's service in the Abbey Church in Balasalla, led by Reverend Ruth Walker, with soloist Ari Isinger and organist Gareth Moore, and there'll be supper and community hymn singing afterwards. And I promised you all the details about this year's Lent lunches. So here are all the ones that I know about. I won't mention the food in any detail because, as you know, it's soups, desserts and hot drinks. And all proceeds will benefit various charities. So I'll just concentrate on the important details of dates, times and places. So, every Monday, starting tomorrow, the Parish of St George and All Saints will be serving Lenten lunches in the Parish Hall in Alexander Drive in Douglas from noon till half past one. The cost is £7.50. Lent lunches in the Abbey Church Hall in Ballasalla begin this Tuesday, served from 12 noon till 2pm. The cost is £7.00. There will be some Lent lunches in St Paul's Church Hall in Ramsey but they're not starting until the 5th of March so I'll remind you about those nearer the date. Every Thursday, head to the Cool Methodist Chapel Hall on Cool Road in Braddon. Lunch will be served there every Thursday from noon till 2pm. The cost is £7. Also every Thursday, there'll be Lent lunches in St Anthony's Pastoral Centre in Oncan from half past 12 till two o'clock, costing £8. And to complete the week, Lent lunches every Friday from 12 noon to half past one in St Thomas's Church, Finch Road, close to the Villa Gaiety Complex here in Douglas. The cost is £7. I'll give you more details about the Lent lunch menus and the charities being supported on the notice board during sundown tonight from nine o'clock. So let's look at some other news now. And on Friday the 23rd, Onken Methodist Church welcome you to a Beetle Drive. It's free and is from half past six till eight o'clock with refreshments available and prizes too. Also on Friday the 23rd, there's a quiz night and supper in Bride Methodist Chapel. It starts at a quarter past seven and the cost is £10, which includes a two course supper. Booking in advance is essential, so please phone or text Claire on 451 692. 451 692. And I'm afraid that's all we've time for now. But I'll be back later in our virtual lounge tonight from nine o'clock onwards with our usual mix of easy listening music, your requests and your dedications. And I'd love you to join me if you can. So until whenever we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for listening. And I wish you and those you love a blessed and peaceful week and a very good morning.